0: Live from the Reform Club, this is The Real Trains of Thought. Well, hello, lads. Um, we are coming to you from the Reform Club today, and uh, I am here with my good gentleman-in-arms, Nicholas Haydn. I don't like tea or whist. Why are we here? I, look, I'm trying to blend in. You know, hey, this is a very stuffy, cl- yeah, you know, no. club. Like it, it may be the polar opposite of where we were last time, last episode. Yeah. But we could still get kicked out very easily. Yes. I think.
1: Yes. At least we're gentlemen.
0: Yes, we are. Yeah, we have the gender right this yes. time, so that helps a lot. That's good. Um, but uh, you look quite dapper in your uh, high collar there. My top
1: hat. I look a little bit like Professor Layton.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's handy that your head is so square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, how are you doing, Nick? I'm doing very well. Trying to survive February. <laughs> it is it is quite chilly out there, and it's warm some weekends, and it's freezing other times, and yeah, it, it just needs to decide. Well, that's Indiana for you. Yeah. But uh, today we uh, we are here at the Reform Club to talk with another dapper gentleman, uh, the bearded fellow over here. Uh, Mr. Zach Hayden, how are you, sir? I am
2: good. This is a nice, uh, nice club. I thought I was gonna just be at some recording studio or something, but this is pretty, pretty stylish.
0: Yeah, we, we like to mix it up around here. <laughs> you may know Zach from the Weekly Hijack,
1: where his, uh, uh his angst and anger over the Charmings in one Upon a time.
0: I thought he was their biggest fan. As, say? <laughs>
1: as they've noticed that I haven't been on for uh,
2: many episodes since I've decided to cut that show out of my
0: weekly television diet. To go watch, what, some crap like, what, Walking Walking Something Dead, ever? yes, yeah, The yeah. Walking Dead. Or, Full of filth and depravity, from yeah, what I hear. I a lot more know. death than Once Upon a Time, though.
1: Uh, <laughs> yes,
2: but I will say, most of the zombies have more compelling stories <laughs> than
1: the Snows
0: do, than Snow White. Harsh. True, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, we're not here to talk about TV this time. We have a very, well, kind of a different take um, for our next segment, which is Story School. So we've been focusing a lot in story school lately on uh, kind of story analysis type stuff, big themes, big picture stuff. Politics and <laughs> and uh, what do we have shared for experience. That one? Yeah, that's a good question <laughs> <That's interesting>.
2: actually. <laughs> I did uh, cuz you'd asked me about the the politics shows beforehand and I, I you did mention the um, what's that? House of Cards one mm-hmm. and I had watched the first season or two. Did, did I don't watch it
0: anymore and it's Was it yours was it not your thing or
2: um It just got too crass, too much Um, nudity
0: and stuff that I just
2: was not going to continue watching. I didn't want to. Fair enough. It was a little. So it was like the
0: anti-crown. It really was, yes. <laughs> Much so. Okay, but we're not talking politics today. Um, as some of you know, sometimes we focus more on the creative side of things for the writers, the filmmakers, and all the you creative types out there. They kind of work on, help you work on your craft. Now, Zach, you're not an uh, author, per se. I am not. But uh, you do have your vein of creativity. Well, first off, what is your day job? Which day? No.
2: Um, I am a a martial arts instructor, a school owner. I teach kids and adults for kicking people and stuff. (laughs)
0: Fun. Um, But at the same time, you also are involved in a lot of creative endeavors, would you say?
2: I would say so. I do some graphic stuff for my parents' business. I have my own podcast for martial arts things, do a lot of web junk. And so I would say I'm, I'm
1: fairly creative. And Zach, also, uh, with Taekwondo, he does a lot of seminars with people. We do a lot of talking about practical
0: skills. Yes. And yes. so today
1: we're going to talk about, though it's February, and everyone needs a reminder, we're going to talk about goals.
0: Yes, because we're, we're far enough past the New Year's resolution phase that people are probably kind of, have, have already forgotten about that, you know, but it's easy to let that stuff slide. They, so They actually, there is, a, and I don't know what the
2: specific day is, but they have, tri- they have isolated the exact day that the most people stop their New Year's resolutions using um, Foursquare data because you can see the check-ins to gyms drop off and the check-ins to fast food restaurants spike. Oh, really? On a certain day, yes. <laughs> and wow. It's, it's, uh, I think it's the
0: third Thursday or Friday in January or something like that,
2: <laughs> which shows that people like really don't get
0: very far at all. No, that's, that's unfortunate. But uh, so we thought January, no one wants to hear about goals yet. But now that we're in February, maybe, you know, we're past Valentine's Day, so don't worry about that. We have, and we've already done romance anyway. But maybe this would be a good shot in the arm. It's like the year is still young. How can we set some good goals for our creative endeavors? Um, way back in episode three, we talked about time management. And I was re listening to that recently. And it was not, an, honestly, a very good episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we were just getting started. Don't listen to episode three, apparently.
0: <laughs> no, it, no, it's not horrible. It's just we were much more derailed in those days than we are. At least we try to be a little more focused these days. But, Zach, I know you've you've talked about uh, making goals and in, in some of your yes. teaching. So shed some scholarly insights on us Well, here.
2: you know what is interesting? I actually um, just... So I'm always doing new things to always always <laughs> doing new things to work on my own productivity. I have a lot of hats that I um, trade on and off and and do lots of different things. Um, but I also was just listening to um, the Teaching Company has these great lectures and things, um, and one about brain science and uh, using that research to help us with things. And uh, it's interesting because a lot of that goes with what I've taught in the past and then some of it goes against. So one of the the tips that is often shared with people is to like if you when you have a big goal, you want to make sure you tell people what your big goal is because then they'll help you hold accountable. So for let's say a writer, you might say, okay, my goal is to finish my book you know, by the end of this year, or I'm going to finish it by whenever, and announce it on Facebook, announce it to all your friends and stuff. And the Science actually found that that is not the best thing to do. Oh, really? Yeah, which is really weird, because what happens is um, when you announce that you're going to do it, um, and people are all like, oh, good job, that's awesome, whatever, you get the same dopamine response that you
1: get for actually achieving The goal in the end. I I can completely uh, buy that. You know, you you talk, there's the things writers do where they they talk about the story so much that they never write it. That, you know, they talk it out, they know the story, they've talked to people, they say that's cool. And then, but the book never gets written, it's just there. And I know Natasha, she won't tell anyone about her story. Otherwise, she knows she
2: won't. And and I think, so they they suggest um, not broadcasting it to the world, maybe telling, I think it's always a good idea to tell that one or two. Uh, those those couple of people who are going to hold you accountable but posting it on Facebook putting these big goals whatever is not necessarily a great idea because you're going to get that same dopamine response which Is counter to what I've taught for years because I've always said, hey, you know, make sure you tell people about your your big goals.
0: And I I wonder if some ways that's, uh, you know, companies will, they they keep things very secret in-house because they don't want people, one, to steal their idea. But also I think there is that level of we don't know this, you know, a lot of things can happen between now and then. And so we don't want to be legally beholden to something or to the public, which can be very finicky.
2: Yeah. Which um, goes right along with another thing that is suggested, and this is what we talk about at Taekwondo a lot, is making sure, and this is why like belt ranks exist, and each belt rank has its own, you know, stripe system and whatnot, um, is taking a big goal and breaking it into lots of little tiny goals, which is just smart to do anyways. It's the, I've never actually read David Allen's Getting Things Done, but it's like the Bible for productivity stuff. Um, I've learned a lot about it from other things, but
0: uh, it, it, are there like entire like groups, like forums about productivity online that you're subscribed to? I
2: am not, though. Um, a couple of podcast guys I listen to are are pretty big into it, or or that I'd listened to in the past, and then I, I OD'd on them and I got got over it. <laughs> but uh, so the the whole. Um, you know, David Allen's Getting Things Done is always about taking your big goal and chunking it out into immediate next actions. Just what's the very next thing I have to do? And then what's the very next thing I have to do after that? And uh, it was really interesting because the lecture I was listening to from the teaching company was talking about the same idea that it actually makes most sense in your brain to have that motivation um, be not... Super giant motivation because if you have too much motivation, there's too much pressure. And if you have just a, a reasonable amount of motivation for each next step thing, um, you're actually more likely to get it done.
0: Interesting.
1: Well, they always say. I mean, for writing, they always say, "Hey, just write 500 words a day," or you know, a pa- you know, screenwriters write a page a day and you'll be done in three months, or that you know that sort of thing. Where you look at a book, I need to write this book. You're like, Ugh. but you're like, I can write 500 words some days, you know, that sort of mm-hmm. thing
0: and it doesn't make it like you said nearly as intimidating if you think about it and i and i've heard it said maybe not in terms of goal planning but i've i've heard the idea somewhere that like each job is just really just a series of tasks that you perform in a certain mm-hmm. order yeah um and i think that's a really helpful way of thinking about this stuff
2: yeah The, um, another thing that I, I'm stalling because my brain just froze. Um, (laughs) Hey, welcome to our podcast. (laughs) Another thing that, that I, I have been doing more recently and, I use a, another podcast guy that I listen to. I, I backed his uh, thing on Kickstarter. I have something of a Kickstarter addiction. <laughs> um, my wife has uh, cut me off. I now have to get permission to back anything on Kickstarter now. Um, but uh, it's the um, John Lee Dumas is a big podcast guy. Um, I don't listen to his podcast actually, but uh, he's got this thing called the Mastery Journal. Um, he's also got this thing called the Freedom Journal. I think it's called and uh, like accomplish your one big thing in a hundred days or whatever. So you might want to look into that. I haven't done that one. But the Mastery Journal helps you be more productive and more disciplined. And so they it's basically based on the Pomodoro technique. Have you guys heard of this? I have not. No. Ah, see. <laughs> Who's the smart one now? Um, the Pomodoro technique is, I think I'm saying it right, is basically uh, you set um, an amount of time. So I'm going to work for the technical one, I think is um, 40 minutes, but You do whatever time works for you. So let's say I'm going to work for 40 minutes, and I'm going to put away all distractions. Um, You know, if I, in the middle of it, I think of something, I'll just, you know, like, oh, i got to get this thing at the grocery store, just write it off to the side, and then just keep going. And so for 40 minutes, you do that, and then you give yourself 20 minutes that is... Now I can surf Facebook, I can, you know, check Twitter, I can, you know, do whatever I was going to do before. So it's these set work rest times back to back and you do them, you know, like two sets or three sets or four sets or whatever. And that way you, you get... More done because then you get yourself okay like I get a reward afterwards and I get to you know screw around in Facebook or whatever and I' like I can make it through these forty minutes or whatever, and that might be a better thing for a writer to do than say I'm gonna do five hundred words because yeah. five hundred word or five hundred I don't know what you guys said but
1: well yeah I do I've done both ways. I've done both like hey, this many words Sometimes be like I'll write for an hour and why do I get done and get done? Yeah, and I think that that technique is a good idea. With
2: that, uh, the lecture I was listening to talked about you know your motivation. So, uh, or procrastination. People procrastinate. Oh, like, like, I don't they get all nighter,
1: you're up for twelve hours and you get an hour's worth of work done. Exactly,
2: exactly. Well, and what they said is a smart thing to do is so maybe before you start your you know Pomodoro sections or whatever, you sit for ten minutes or, or fifteen minutes and just think about what you're going to do and don't just jump right into it. They say there's some science behind it, but whatever. Um, You know, just sit and think about it and
0: kind of plan out what you're going to do and then go and start doing it. Although personally, the thinking about things has never really been my problem. (laughs) It's, it's, It's more the actual beginning stuff. I know for me sometimes, and maybe just because my life's a little more fractured now,
1: having, you know, be able to sit by... Wait, collect your thoughts and try to say, here's what I'm going to do, you know, when I'm going from, you know, work to kids to this, and I'm going right now, like, a couple of minutes just to sit there like, what am I even going, what's this next scene about, what's this next, or this is why, you know, when I go on walks, so I can think about and come back and like, oh, I'm ready to well it to I, action.
2: And I think what can happen, so, like, I find this with myself with just computer work, I've got a list of things that I need to do and what happens is you get all the like little easy things done and then at the end of the day you're like i did a lot of little easy things but i didn't make any progress in my big thing so what you maybe do in that time is think okay this is the one thing i want to try to work on in this 60 minute block or this whatever block it's going to be and so that's what i've been doing with my you know this mastery journal it asks you okay what's the one thing you're going to work on during this time where you know as a writer maybe like you know you're bounced to like oh this is a fun
0: part to write or this is a fun part to write but what i need to do is write this section like finished and fred <laughs> um, by the way i realized listening to uh, the uh, that time management episode i really can't rag on you anymore about some of your unfinished works when i've been talking about uh, darian's story for apparently almost 7 years <laughs> Uh, We're getting close, close. a little bit.
1: So how does this method work when, like say, some guy walks into your room and talks to you for 20 minutes?
2: It is difficult. (laughs) I'm not going to lie. Where I work, um, I have an office that... Frankly, I go, to, I go to my parents' business that I don't do any work for them 90% of the time. I'm doing my own stuff. And then this hobo from another office comes in and talks to me about church work or all different kinds of I things. Know. He, I know.
1: I've
0: seen him. He's kind of creepy looking.
2: Yeah. And it really uh, hurts my Pomodoro
0: technique when I'm in the middle of one of those. He know, cleans offices. up nice, though, in, in a top hat.
2: He does. He's very square head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, serious question, though. How do you avoid distraction from your
1: goals? That is, one of the things is best to
2: try to find a place that, like, you're not going to be more distracted. So, like, I know that I would be more productive if I stayed home at my home office and didn't have other people around. But for my rest periods during the whole Pomodoro thing, like, I need people interaction. I need to go and, like, hang out with people. So... I just bite the bullet and go otherwise. (laughs) I've thought about locking my office door. I also do, um, so here's another uh, little tip you can uh, check out. Stick on a pair of headphones, and depends on how you work with music and stuff. There's a a site called Focus at Will. I think it's focusatwill.com. And there's uh, an app and a website called brain.fm. And both of these work on neuroscience and all this kind of stuff. You have to have headphones when you do it. Um, because they play with your brain waves and, I don't know, do some stuff. But it plays music that has this background stuff to it that helps you focus better. And the, the Focus at Will one has, uh, at least at one point they had movie soundtracks you know, like epic, cool mu- movie sound text, that Then they did this brainwave stuff to it. So you got to see you to
1: listen to some cool epic music as cool. well. See, that's interesting. I read a headline the other day saying that music tends to actually make you less productive, but maybe these are tuned in such well, a way. Well, these
2: are, yeah, the the music is not just regular music. Yeah. It is, they have done specific things to the background, and that's why you have to wear, you're supposed to wear headphones because they're, pumping different things in each ear to help your brain. It's trying to get your brainwaves in the right place to focus. Oh,
0: wow. Science. Yeah.
2: (laughs) I really, and honestly, I like them. I like uh, Brain.fm because it's not music that you know. You Because know, sometimes if it's music you know, like I know people who set up a, a playlist and they'll just use this playlist to write or do whatever, and that works for some people, but for some people you get too far into the music and then you're like, you're not focused on anything. So I like these, or I like the Brain.fm because it's not music that I... It's it's made up music. It's more like that crazy music you guys listen to in the
0: soundtracks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say, yeah, certain certain um, game soundtracks I've, I've noticed are much more conducive because you know game soundtracks in a sense are designed to be background stuff mm-hmm. while you're doing other things. Yeah, and so it's they can be very they can be very productive in that manner too. Uh, now I would like to play devil's advocate here a little bit, Ooh, um, or possibly maybe one of your whinier uh, students. Um, okay, so say this all sounds well and good, but it also sounds like a lot of work. And you know, do I really need to set goals like like because like every time I've tried to set a goal, you know, it falls by the wayside, and then I feel bad. And so what's even what's even the point?
2: Well, I would suggest not setting any goals if you feel that you are getting everything done you plan on getting done. Um, but I'm gonna <laughs> guess that 90% of the time that's not the case. And so Um, I have changed my opinion on the whole word goals um, Hmm. a little bit in that – I think sometimes when we we put this word goal out there and it's like I'm going to make the goal of writing this book or whatever, we make it so big like New Year's resolutions. I never I tell people never set New Year's resolutions. It's a horrible idea cuz you're guaranteed to fail. There's no winning a New Year's resolution. Then I went on, okay, you know, set your goals for your year. I've adjusted myself and how I do things a little bit more to focus on more like quarterly goals, monthly themes. And I actually now um, don't set really big year goals as much as I have like a word for the year that I try to theme things around. So like this year I'm working on manage. Manage is my thing. I'm going to manage my time better. I'm going to manage, you know, my relationships better. I'm going to manage people better. Um, And so that way I can theme things around there and it doesn't put as much pressure on me. Now, that being said, I've had years where I've set goals. i set a goal to do a 1,000 acts of kindness one year. I said that same year I did, you know, I was going to write in a gratitude journal every day. I was going to do my, my taekwondo form a 1,000 times that year, and it was a really successful year. Hmm. But I think everybody needs to play
1: with what helps them be most productive best. I mean, it seems like the heart of the goal is really trying to form new habits, yes. largely. Yes. Yeah, and so that's. I mean, it was very ironic that I started listening to these uh, this
2: this teaching company lecture um, right then because there's a lot of good science about um, setting habits. People are more motivated by pain. They are so human beings are motivated by pain and pleasure. Those are the only two big motivating factors that people have. You want to avoid pain, and you want to gain pleasure. But people are way better at. They're way more motivated by avoiding pain. Because we can all, like, okay, you know, I can reward myself with a cookie, but writing that's really hard, and I don't really need a cookie either, so (laughs) it's fine. I always tell people, like, if you want to, you know, really achieve a goal, you know, something big, make there be a giant punishment at the end. Uh, Or if you go and say, okay, if I don't get this goal done, um, you bet with your friend and you say, then you're going to have to donate, you know, $100 to a charity that you absolutely hate, you know. (laughs) And then you're like okay i really a lot of times it's finding the right kind of motivation for you that works
0: um
1: interesting note there's a writing side. maybe laura introduced me to it but where you're and you gotta say how many you want and it'll start erasing your stuff if you don't type fast enough so that you have to just get mm-hmm. it out so i mean it's kind of yeah. it's not quite a punch but it's almost like a. I i have to yeah. get it done or it depends on
2: how uh how you work. Anxiety based, you would be. <laughs> yeah, uh, for some of us, that would just be like, I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna write anything because it'll just all be fear.
0: Well, I mean, and I guess that is why deadlines are so useful for a lot of people. I mean, it it kind of forces you to have that this has to be done for, by this deadline for, you know, certain reasons. Actually, I just was reading, um, there's this nice book that came with the exhibition for Calvin and Hobbes that was at a museum. Anyway, at the beginning of it, there's like this 30 page interview with Bill Watterson, which is awesome. And in that he talked about this one time where he usually worked like a month out from when he, you know, strips had to be due. Well, one time when he was involved with, uh, disputes with his, uh, Syndicate about commercialization stuff. You know, if you know Bill Watterson, that was a big issue with him, but he lost his entire buffer and for him, he, he, it was just really hard to get that creative juices flowing again. It was just, and his wife realized he was going to kill himself <laughs> practically. Um, so they finally mapped out, it was like, okay, you've got to build your buffer up again. And so we're going to say this week, you do this many extra strips. And then they would keep kind of slowly build it up. So, you know, fewer extra strips each week until he was back up to his month. And he said he would never do that. You know, it was a valuable lesson because he knew he did not have the creative energy. He felt the strip suffered if he didn't have that extra time extra
2: time in there
0: yeah so yeah i think a lot of it comes down to how
2: you're motivated as a person what techniques work best for you for the longest time i was told you know by these experts that you need to have a physical um day planner you know you've got to keep things organized in a physical day planner and i just could not i bought Physical day planners, and I just couldn't make it work for me. And I then I went through every you know you go into the app store on your phone, and there's mm. a you know uh, to do lists out the wazoo, planning things, and you just got to find the one and, and the the system that works best for you.
0: See, I, and I'm really happy you said that because I've often thought that that seemed like at least in theory that it should be a good way to to organize your your day and do stuff, but it just makes it feel more rigid and like almost legalistic in some ways and but at the same time like but i want to be organized so it seems like in theory it should be it should work but
2: i I think there's a lot there's it's there's the principles of how your brain works in motivating and getting things done and stuff like that you know chunking things down into little parts the pomodoro technique i think is uh probably a, a big winner for a lot of people but like the exact system of how you do it like whatever works for you you know
1: have mm-hmm. you ever seen those charts where like they'll talk about the musicians and when they did all how they did all their work and like Beethoven was like always after 10 and this other guy woke up at like 3 in the morning to do I mean all these very famous creative people they all have these very distinct rhythms but they're all over the map mm-hmm. about how they work it.
2: Yeah. I don't know. It'd be very interesting. I have never been a morning person, as my family will tell you. Um, (laughs) Thus, I love martial arts. I get to teach in the evenings. And I always just said I wasn't a morning person. But the science is back and forth on the fact that, like, no, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the case. I think people find what works for them. You know, some creatives find that, hey, yeah, this at 3 o'clock in the morning works for me. And I think a lot of the times it's not necessarily that it's the three o'clock that works for them, but there's something about how they're thinking about that time and the pressures or whatnot that make that the ideal time.
1: Well, I think one of the biggest distractions, well, one of the biggest problem with goals now is just there's so many distractions. Especially with, I mean, that's why the Pomodoro, though has mm-hmm. say. You know, it's so beneficial because you say, look, all these other things that normally I'm, yeah. complete, I'm consumed with Nothing. Nothing. Nothing for this time. I'm yeah. going to focus on this one thing, and then you give yourself
2: like, okay, I'm going to spend 20 minutes screwing around afterwards. You know, that's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, over you know, for writing wise, it's much easier if I get in some place. I'm att- detached from everything, and it just it takes a while to get into it. But once you're into it, then it's flowing, and you're good.
0: And it makes sense to me having a good balance of stuff. That's that's something I've been trying to learn with uh, my new job, which in a lot of ways is still very. I'm still trying to wrap my mind around, but it's and it can be frustrating at times when, like, it's like yeah, I don't have the brain power. It feels like you know, at the end of the day, to go do kind of work on my own stuff. But at the same time, I want to give myself kind of this grace period. Is like, mm-hmm. you know, just just kind of pressuring yourself into doing that. This is not boot camp. Yeah, <laughs> um, creativity is something that needs room to breathe to grow in. So and,
2: and actually, that reminds me. Of one more thing, and then I'll be done. But your um, self discipline is a It's a muscle. Um, They've actually Mm. found that the more decisions that you have to make throughout the day and the more brain work that you have to do throughout the day, the less able you're going to be able to control yourself later in the day. So this is why you start the day like, I'm not going to eat bad, I'm not going to do it. And then at the end of the day, when you see that cookie, it's like, oh no, I'm going to have the cookie. It really, you have a set amount of discipline or a set amount of decision-making, hard decision-making ability. And each thing you do during out the de- throughout the day makes that go down and down and down, and so you have less. So for writers you know, who have another job or whatever, it might be a horrible idea to, you know, you have this day job that's stressful, that's whatever, and then you have to go home and do your other stuff. You might be out of ability to do it at that point, to force yourself to do it, so it might be better to take the lunch break and do it, or do it before you went. Hmm. Um, they say that, that the more that you practice this discipline, the better the muscle gets, you can handle more, but it still depletes throughout the day. I just listened about this, this really cool study where they, this one, the control group or not the control group, the other group had to refrain from eating any kind of sugar throughout the week. And they gave them this test, um, at the end of the week to see how well they could control themselves in this other thing. And the people who didn't, eat the sugary thing actually got better because controlling that discipline in one way strengthens it in other areas as well. But by the end of the week, by the end of the day, you know, it goes down and down and down. So
0: interesting. Two levels
1: there. When I can see, you know, a lot of writers will say that I would get up at six, five o'clock and write on my book before work or, you know, stuff, which I'm not even going to try with kids currently. But I mean, (laughs) but it it makes sense in that manner.
2: Yeah, it's what I mean. And all parents know your kids are worse in the evenings Yeah, because they they've run out of energy to control themselves. They control themselves during school. They control themselves, you know, and that's just how it is. And adults are the same way why we eat crap at night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it explains so much.
2: I'm going home to eat chocolate.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I will ask one more thing, Zach, and maybe this is something more with the, related to your old manner of teaching, but didn't you have like an acronym at some point for I did. Goals? One of the
2: very famous the 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 SMART goals acronym is everywhere, and different um, organizations have slightly different words for them. But all the same things are covered. They're just in different places. So we use SMART as... So when you set a SMART goal, it's specific, motivating, achievable, relevant, and trackable. So you want to make it specific. you know. And that's where I think breaking things down into smaller and smaller bits. um, Make sure it's... uh, A lot of times when the SMART acronym people use the T instead of trackable, they call it time-bound. And so you have an end date, like a due date, like we were saying before. Okay. So motivating... um, Finding the right motivation for, or a lot of places use the M as um, measurable, which is the trackable that we use, um, achievable, and then uh, relevant to what you're doing, those kind of things. So. Okay, cool. Yeah, I do. I teach that less and less now, just because I think there's there there have been some smarter things about ha huh, smarter um, <laughs> uh, things about how goal setting can be done, and I think it's you block people into one way of doing it. And I found that, like, I don't do it the same way other people do it,
0: and, and you know, using the principles more than a set system. Okay. Makes sense. One last thing I should throw in here. This is not really related to goals, but my brother-in-law and your student Eric has told yes. has told me before that uh, he enjoys listening to our podcast on half speed on his iPod, yes, iPhone because apparently that makes us, you know, we sound kind of like this yes. and kind of drunk like.
1: I
2: I listened. I tried that after he told me because it was quite humorous and it was very funny. <laughs> <laughs> I actually listened to your guys's podcast on time and a half speed, so you're much. Faster. Than, um, maybe you're on speed instead of uh, drunk when I listen to you guys. Yeah, well, except I, I, uh, I press the fast forward button during all the soundtracks.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of soundtrack, you want to stick around for one? I think my wife is calling. <laughs> um, I know it's such a
2: great part of the podcast.
0: We're but... in the we're in like the turn of the century. How does your wife have a phone already? Uh, I don't. Uh, psychic. Calling, what honey? Huh? <laughs> what? I'm right home. <laughs> All right. Well, for the rest of us, here's a soundtrack. In honor of Zach being on the podcast today, uh, he's already gone off, and uh, I think he's get, getting ready to go on a trip around the world. Anything to get away from the soundtrack, soundtrack section.
1: Yeah. we we picked a special one out for him.
0: Yeah, uh, what is what is the name of this one? Nick? This is called Maze Dude's Kitchen because
1: it's good to honor him with a Maze Dude song. Uh, yes, it makes and it's sense. a short one to honor Zach. So
0: okay, so. uh, this uh, this sounds very fitting for him. Yeah. And what's what's this a remix it's from? It's from
1: Adventures of uh, the Over. I think it's the Overworld theme from Adventures of Lolo. The original. Note. I think the original. Yeah, but I play. I had that game, and this theme got stuck in my head. Yes.
0: Okay. Fun. All right. Let's uh, let's give it a listen to this uh, classical song. <laughs>
1: You can't, you can you can you not
0: you
1: you not you you not you you,
0: that was for you, Zach. That- <laughs> I <laughs> hope you enjoy. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. So, uh, next up, we realized amazingly, not counting our crazy um, mashup uh, segment we did for our With the uh, juggling and the jugglers and the werewolves. Yes, for I episode think. 70. We realized we had not done the segment in all of 2016. So, we're going to fix that and present. By doing it in 2017. Yeah Is that fixing it not being done? It's though? it's it's fixing the, the weight
1: Okay, because we can't insert it back in the 16th Well, no, okay.
0: un- unfortunately not <laughs> But nevertheless, we present a bit of story do a bit of story here in the reform club it is it is it's it's quite it's quite gentlemanly of us although i'm not sure the story is that sophisticated Uh, no
1: not really so once upon time what episode was that that Uh, our our first live brainstorm i believe we said it was episode 23 all right way back in episode 23 you listen to
0: some music i believe it was a kirby song Oh yeah, I forgot to look up the name of the song, but we'll we'll have it play. I'll have it playing during the song in post. Um, but we, I said we came with some ideas, and like I'll write that story sometime. Yeah, because in the brainstorming episode, if you didn't hear that one, we listened to some music and we were live brainstorming what's a story that could come out of this, and we came up with what we thought was a pretty good story. And Nick said, "I'm going to write it." And as far as we know, we've not read this on the podcast. We were actually a little. Um, Unsure
1: whether we've read this or not.
0: It's been a while. (laughs) But anyway, so the name of your story, Nick, is... A Knockout Story by Nick Hayden. The media shower will hit atmosphere in three minutes. If you're just tuning in, NASA, in conjunction with the military, succeeded in breaking up the oncoming asteroid mere seconds before the window of opportunity expired. Authorities still expect a few of the larger fragments to survive atmospheric entry. Shut that garbage off!
1: Editor-in-chief of the Daily Sentinel hurled a stapler at the TV news anchor, adding another crack to the spider webbed screen. Now! Macaulay, the newest of the disposable interns, launched himself onto Patricia's desk in an attempt to reach the off switch. The screen hung from the ceiling, inconveniently high. No one had seen the remote in three weeks. Macaulay slipped on the phone and tumbled headfirst off the desk, but his fingers managed to disrupt the ancient TV's fragile state of being. It went blank. Matt and Patricia helped Macaulay extricate himself from the trash can and filing cabinet. I don't hear anything. Editor-in-chief Rick Blackney fumed. The crowded newsroom filled with a relentless battering of keyboards that was David's harp to Blackney's frustrated soul. Of course, one had to be careful. Last Thursday, John and Advertise had pounded away with abandon, typing nonsense with flair. Everyone typed nonsense when Rick was in one of his Blackney moods. Sense didn't come quickly enough. This time, however, Blackney noticed. John put in his notice.
0: I'm sick and tired of those fame jockeys destroying our readership. Bloated opinions, fortune cookie sound bites. I hate it, I loathe it. Shallow pretty people for shallow pretty pictures. What happened to news? Tell me that.
1: They would all heard it before. Eddie, who had started as a delivery boy before most of the others had been delivered, kept a revered piece of office scripture in his desk, a tally of every rousing, ranting, Blackney speech made over the last 25 years, with scrawled snippets of the best lines. Blackney launched into the incentive phase.
0: First one to pitch me a new angle on the asteroid story gets a day off, paid. Write me a front page spread, a bona fide award winner. Let's kick these empty headed TV mannequins out of the teeth so hard they have to eat jello the rest of their lives. Give me a knockout story. The typing slowed to the clickety clack of a dozen trains passing each other. Now, get on the phone, drive to the site, take pictures, interview victims, dig up dirt. Bradley, what have
1: you got? Bradley was always a bit slow at this stage of the proceedings.
0: Uh, I- Cost of repairs to the city, maybe tied in with the infrastructure investments in the lagging economy. Awful, horrendous, Patricia, something good. How it feels through a child's eyes, wonder, fear, maybe tilted a bit toward apocalyptic. Good luck with the quotes. Kids aren't scared of nothing anymore, even if they happen to look up from their 3DS PSP thingies long enough to realize an asteroid nearly crushed the planet. B2, tops. Snapshots of where you were when the asteroid struck? Shut up, Makoki, let the grown-ups do the talking. Go change toner cartridges or something. Matt. Religious cults in the asteroid. Round up some of the weirdos from downtown, maybe that church on 5th. Okay, perhaps. But the networks will have beat you to it and done it better. People love the bizarre, the sensational, but won't stick. Not in print, not even on screen. It's like the Thin Mints the Girl Scouts sell. You eat ten of them and don't remember a thing, and now you're dying of heart disease. 24-hour news cycle, my... Actually, I was thinking... A Blackney had reached stage 3, which Patricia liked to call... The Independence Day. We need to find something that'll get in their head, people. Something local. Something universal. It's gotta be tragic, but leave them with a smile. It's gotta stick with them so they can't forget, so they won't forget. That's a story. That's what will put the Daily Sentinel on the map. It seemed that immediately after this final word, proclaimed with a boom, Blackney vanished.
1: The typing ceased. They noticed the hole in the ceiling first. It was large enough to climb through, and human resources peered down at them through it. Blackney, or what was left of him, lay on the ground, smashed beneath a rock. It took some time to process. Bernard, the head photographer, snapped a few shots. Dibs! Macaulay shouted. Others looked at him.
0: Dibs in the story! Dibs! Ah, oh, nuts.
1: Patricia Mudd. It's <laughs> a really funny story. It's, it's a very fun story. <laughs> I forgot how fun that was.
0: <laughs> Poor Blackney. <laughs> So, uh, one of the handy thing most um, story protagonists have, or uh, editors for that matter, is a goal that they're trying to get to. Yeah. So, we kind of stretched our uh, topic for today. Well, plus we
1: had, I had a goal. I was going to write this short story off this brainstorm. That's right. And we did.
0: And you delivered. Yep. Nice job.
1: So... And he he delivered his story, too. (laughs) That's true. His knockout story. (laughs) Inadvertently. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tim, how do
0: we want to finish up this episode? I I think it would be appropriate, uh, given the topic, to do uh, a little bit of a project update. First off, I suppose we should do a quick update on what's going on with uh, SORZM. Sorism,
1: yes, are the barbarian story that Nathan and Aaron Brosman
0: and I wrote
1: ages ago now. Mm -hmm. I rewrote, well, I edited and rewrote my language, got published, I think we talked, or got accepted for publication. I think Mm -hmm. we talked about that here. I think so, yeah. Um, The first round of edits is through. We're going on a second round, which are more minor stuff at this point. So if everything goes according to plan, fall-ish, we'll have a a novella of Sorism. Or what the official title currently is um, Sorzum and the God Who Devours. Oh, I don't remember him being a god. No, and the god that devours.
0: Oh, and the god who devours. Okay. You
1: no, know, very, very pulpy. You know, Sorzum and the god who
0: devours. Okay, yeah, yeah. Now so that should be fun. That's fitting. That's very fitting. So
1: Sorzum, like Nathan likes to say, is a mixture of Samson and Tarzan and Conan. Yep. And, and that's actually a relatively true description.
0: I, I would agree. So, so, yeah, good pulpy stuff. What about uh, Strind and Fred?
1: Strind and Fred, nothing has happened on.
0: Okay. And partly,
1: my goal in January... Goal. Goal? was... <laughs> if I, everything gets a goal, slime should come down on me. Um, <laughs> we should have some sort of buzzer every time. Goal. <laughs> Anyways, in January was to get through all the rest of Sorism. Mm. And I did. And so I, I got through all the edits, and that was pretty good. My goal for February is to write the Easter play. Oh, am yeah. Doing. Mm-hmm. And then, I think we'll get back to Strind and Fred, or possibly get through my first read through of uh, Snort and then String Fred. I'm not sure
0: which yet. but Oh, yes, because you wanted to kind of clean just up Snort some. Be,
1: because it was quick, easy. I send it off, and mm. we'll see.
0: I haven't decided yet. Okay.
1: So those are my current, my current settings, yes.
0: Fair enough. I don't have, I'm haven't like I was talking in the story school, I'm still sort of playing things by ear on my end of stuff. Beginning of the month, I had a uh, big because I'm still working with uh, my church while I'm doing my current paralegal job. But I had a I had a lot of video stuff to do for my church toward the beginning beginning of this month. So I'm still sort of like kind of getting my feet wet with a new routine, yeah. trying to figure out that. So um, I do want to you know, especially talking with, with uh, Zach and I about goals. I do want to sort of make myself some goals for the year, but I'm not entirely certain what that will be yet. One thing I, I want to do, which this is more of a fun project than one yeah. that will take a lot of take a whole lot of work, I, I don't think. There's a Kingdom Hearts compilation thing coming out soon, and yeah. I have a PS4, and it, for the first time, like the majority of the Kingdom Hearts story will be available on all in one system. And with a PS4, it's actually really easy to stream. Ah. So I've been having this idea of streaming a bunch of the games and then talking about the lore because I've talked, I've said before, there's a lot of speculation that's really fun about Kingdom it's Hearts like
1: episode sixty something.
0: Yeah. So anyway, that's that's just kind of a, a fun, more fun project that I thought I might be able to advertise in the near future. So you can kind of be on the lookout for that.
1: And, I, you know, the thing about some of Zach's hints today, I think the thing with Stern and Fred is I need to find how I want to break it up. Because at this point, it's just a, I got book three done, but, mm-hmm. and it needs re-edited whatever, but also books one and two are out of print. It's like, what do I tackle first? Sure. Um, and then you and I are hopefully going to, we, we have some hopes to make some goals for the podcast, to get out to more hands, to organize some of our backlog or our back catalog. Yes. Don't say backlog for some reason. <laughs> back catalog more efficiently. Yeah, because we... back behind-the-scenes stuff.
0: Yeah, some behind-the-scenes stuff, some in front-of-the-scenes stuff. Uh, I think we can talk one thing that we had put off, we considered way back at the very beginning of the podcast, but now we're thinking about doing it again, is is creating a Facebook page for Mm -hmm. it. Because for all, I I really wasn't convinced people use Facebook pages all that much. And it's still, I don't know, that's not necessarily the most cutting-edge thing, but I I do think it would be a useful venue to... uh, to kind of remind people of what we have yeah. in our back catalog,
1: and we, yeah, we'd love to get some, let's pick out some snippets at some point, so we can share some of our best
0: ofs and yeah, and some things that we have e- had even forgotten I ourselves. Know, we're we did. our
1: our catalog today, and we're like, oh yeah, that when we uh, did the Peter Jackson treatment to old classic novels, yeah. <laughs>
0: Or uh, talked about perfume and uh, what franchises it would could use yeah. their own perfume scent. Some, some good stuff. So <laughs> if you have
1: not listened to all the episodes, there's another reason because you want to hear us talk about perfume. <laughs> it's unique. That's that's for sure. Yes,
0: there's certain things in there you don't know that you really want to listen to until you listen. Yeah, like you know, is it William Faulkner or is it computer translation? Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that's those are some of our goals, and we want to. One of our goals is just to hammer out some of those goals. Is <laughs> <laughs> the goal of making goals a goal? Uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I have a goal of sometimes making a goal. <laughs> making goals. Speaking of uh, other projects, though, Children of the Wells is still trudging along, although you haven't heard a whole lot about no, it we've recently. been trying,
1: again, that's in the place where we're trying to re-
0: reorganize get, things. Get
1: goals going, Yeah, just, it's gotten into a, a morass. Yeah, it's... A it, slow despond. That,
0: that's one of the tricky... Of our project, that's one of the ones that I found trickiest to maintain brain space, I think. Yeah. It's, it's very easily out of sight, out of mind for me. Now, not necessarily for the people when... If you're writing on a book. Yeah. Uh, which, well, as soon
1: as you're not writing on it, it disappears. Yeah. It's easy because we all have our own goals.
0: Yeah, exactly. Nathan, though, is currently hard at work on uh, book six wow. for Bron and Kalia? Five five yeah. yeah you're right it's five yeah it's i'm always thrown off by it because book four was so long yeah uh but yes it's book five for brown and calia
1: hopefully we'll get that all up and running again soon
0: yep so but so just fyi that is still ongoing
1: yeah it, we have not forgotten it
0: yeah <laughs> not by a long shot Alright. So is there any other projects that we need to touch on here? Um weekly hijack will return in March. Well yeah, that's that's kind of an ongoing a, thing. Yeah. Back with more once upon a time and Doctor Who will be back before oh, too true. long. That's true. Yeah, I don't remember what day that comes back. I think it's a little a the little later. Like midway through the once upon a time run. That's fine. So be on the lookout for that. I think
1: that's yeah, that's most of my, my goals currently. I mean my elder girl lately has just been getting through the book club
0: book every month. <laughs> yes.
1: Which been enjoyable?
0: Yes, that that it has. All right, I think though we need one more thing to wrap up this up. Well, well another soundtrack? Uh, well that. <laughs> but I'm, I'm gonna spring oh, gonna this. I'm, I'm gonna spring something on Ooh, you. All right, let's go for it. And I think it's time for pun times.
1: First, we need to apologize to the audience that the pun-off is um, a work in progress. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, this is really only the second time we've attempted pun times. We
1: will eventually get it good.
0: Since this is a February podcast, even though it's after Valentine's Day already, we thought let's try to do our own romance uh, love.
1: Singles Awareness Day sort of. Singles
0: Awareness Day kind of yeah. pun-off, you know. So, we, you know, it doesn't leave everyone too blue, but hopefully you'll be t- tickled pink.
1: Exactly. Or even if we do badly, you know our heart's in the right place.
0: That That's true. And so. what did you say earlier uh, that uh, we might be a little chocolate lots in doing this? Yeah,
1: chocolate. Yeah. chocolates, yeah, Thank you. Yes. Yes.
0: That one's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> as long as we don't bite off more than we can chew. And my brain just died.
1: <laughs> my brain is really not. I, exactly. will talk about, you know, hard decisions. <laughs> my, it, my brain hit that. It,
0: There's one problem doing pun times a little too late at night. Yeah. On the other hand, though, it's sort of like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> that pun was just bouquet. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had to replay that one in my mind. <laughs> just let her sing it. I'm not really sure, Nick, that this is going to make the cut, but I don't know if I have the heart to tell you.
1: I rose to the occasion.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Uh, one angry flower says the other. I bet you won't say that to my vase. <laughs> <laughs> You know what you call it when um when Lassie brings a bouquet to you? No. It's a cauliflower. <laughs> okay, I got that from uh Laffy Taffy, so <laughs> I don't no judgments here.
1: <laughs>
0: you know kind of Valentine that uh people get to Voltaire. Voltaire? Voltaire. Voltaire.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh Candied Heart.
0: Did you write Candied? Can- <laughs> 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 that one was over my head. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Obscure pun. <laughs>
0: Although I'm sure they appreciated it here at the uh, at the club, the Reform Club, the yeah. Reform Club. Yeah, sorry, I'm just I'm just Cupid to um, to get that. Well, this has been sweet, but I think the passion is gone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that was nice.
0: <laughs> Two layers there. Two layers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sometimes you start with a word, you just start working backwards. Yeah. Like, well, what reserve, what ridiculous self can you have? You know, yeah. Um, I don't know how I'm going to make the joke work. <laughs> I just keep thinking, you know, somehow, you know, something like how who who stole Nero's picnic? You say romance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? <laughs>
1: I couldn't make the joke work. it. did that romance and romance? And I'm like, <laughs> there's got to be a way to do it.
0: No, the the thing is, well, like, what do you call the guy who uh, takes you around on a you know lovely scenic trip with your loved one around uh, Venice? That's that's your romance. What? He's rowing, all- and he's a man. Romance. <laughs> if you have multiples of them, I guess it makes. I guess it makes more sense if you had a team rather than if it was just like a single <laughs> what, gondola. What
1: romance.
0: <laughs> Oh man!s Oh yeah, you're right. It makes, that doesn't work.
1: <laughs> oh man. This might be worse than our last one.
0: We cut it together. It'll sound great. <laughs> I think you know what? You know what? The best game to play at
1: Valentine's Day is though. No. Tic Tac Toe. You know why? No. X's and O's.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's so stupid. <laughs> Okay, I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I will concede that one to you. <laughs> that one hurt. Like, they say the put off. It doesn't have to be funny. It just has to work. <laughs> yeah, well, the, I, I think that worked enough.
1: <laughs> All right, then.
0: So I think we're ready to wrap this up. This might be a shorter episode, but hey, that leaves you more time to go to your goals. Yes. We'll figure them out. In the meantime, we can give you a goal. Why don't you go to iTunes and leave us a review for this podcast? Like, you are so great. You are so wonderful. No one
1: held a gun to my head to write this. <laughs> Something like that.
0: Something like that. You Except
1: know. May leave all that last sentence.
0: Yeah, probably a good idea. And uh, work on your own go- old, no. You're old and good. Your old and good. Hopefully we inspired you to work out some goals for yourself. Because uh, people sometimes come up to me and like, hey, I listen to your podcast. And there's awkward stares like, cool. And like, what did you, what, what did you think? It's like, oh, it's cool. No, come on guys. Give me something to let's, let's continue the conversation yes. somehow. So maybe tell me what was a goal that you were inspired to uh, make Listening to Zach and uh, or rhythms our that you
1: use that we didn't talk about.
0: Oh, that's true. Maybe we missed something. Maybe there's a habit that you have that's uh, that's uh, we could implement. You know, as long as you
1: get up at two in the morning and do a little dance and go back to bed, then in the morning in the morning you're awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't I know mean, why that would work, but but I'm sure it would. For someone, you try it, you? <laughs> yeah All right, um, for our closing soundtrack, Nick, you yes, I'm right?
1: Go get who that's for. by.
0: While you're looking that up, I will remind everyone else that you can listen to our podcast at trains of thought.blogspot.com. You can also email us if uh, you don't see us in person and uh, can't say, uh, Hey, this is my goal, go ahead and send it to us an email at derelictrains at gmail.com. So right. what, what's your soundtrack?
1: Um, since we're talking goals, I decided to do a remix from Tekken World Cup because soccer has goals. goals. <laughs> yes. This is called Playing in the Park. It is remixed by Eno... Why do we always get these guys? Okay. Eno Kesti... I can't even read it with my...
0: That's probably not even a screen name. I think that's probably their real name that yeah. you're butchering.
1: Eno Keskilalo. Keskialo. Sorry, it's late in my contacts are fogging up but okay you know anyways play in the park <laughs> tekken world cup soccer goals enjoy
0: awesome all right well thank you for this thing thank you again for zach for joining us yep. you know here in reform Club, they, they don't play soccer they, they don't cricket not even football
1: and I, not these guys
0: no probably not
1: whist a lot of whist
0: yes bridge or is that an american game i don't know but, but
1: yeah cricket cricket so, um, before we have to learn the rule of cricket, we should get out of here. Yeah, probably a good
0: idea. Tally ho, everyone, and we hope to thank you for joining us for d Trains of Thoughts. This is Tim. This is Nick. Adios. Or, Bye. farewell. Cheerio.
1: Cheerio. <laughs> <laughs>